Welcome to Cut the Noise Quick Hits, a series designed for our listeners to get a quick look at technologies and trends that impact their business. This episode is the third in a series about ServiceNow in which we'll educate you on the platform's capabilities and provide a case study of how real-world customers are using the feature. I'm with Andy Gallimore, our practice manager for ServiceNow, and today we're going to do a quick overview of the ServiceNow platform and capabilities in the IT business management space. Andy, why don't you tell me a little bit about our offerings here? Awesome. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. The uh, This is actually a really passionate area for me uh, because this is a little bit of what I did prior to coming to Roundtower uh, for different companies was standing up uh, the PPM functions and the demand management, those type of things. So. ITBM is really comprised of demand management, resource management, project portfolio management, uh, the SDLC capabilities for a more agile type of approach, uh, as well as even test management and uh, test automation framework that ServiceNow has applied. And then also uh, new adds to the platform have been IT financial management uh, over the past few years, and then most recently the application portfolio management. So there's quite a bit in the stack from an ITBM space. It's not just project management anymore, which is where it started. So a few of those things, and, and most importantly to me, the uh, this is the opportunity for ServiceNow to now own the full life cycle of an idea through satisfaction to a customer. And that's how it plays into the platform. Uh, but this is the front end of the spectrum. So from a demand management perspective, I can now not take email requests and not have the friends and family programs of tap on a shoulder saying, hey, can you do this for me? But I can actually now create a funnel for work to come through to be ideated and to be vetted before it gets even to a technologist to accomplish so that I can actually reduce the amount of time wasted on ideas that really should have never been done. So I can now start creating a flow and a cycle of work uh, to get to the projects. So when we, when we look at portfolio and project management ideation demand, a lot of companies have challenges today managing the funnel that gets to how they operate and how they run projects. So what we do from a ServiceNow perspective is we actually create that funnel where uh, from the self-service portal, any user, or you can restrict the users that have access to this, they can actually go out and they can have a form that's pre-baked with what information do I need to validate and make sure that I can make a good business decision on whether this makes sense. So what I've done in the past with this, and this this is how it uh, fits nicely with ServiceNow, is in the past we've created this process, um, even called a concept request form, that says I need these variables and then I'm telling the submitter to give me some justification. What's my business justification? What's my time criticality? What are some of the variables that will help us make a good prioritization decision? So as we work through that, now we can gather all of that instead of in a Word document somewhere and putting it on a SharePoint site or somewhere else, we can actually allow that to go through the process and then when it comes into the ideation, we can vet those concepts and then we can also get a high level swag from an IT so that we understand the cost. With that, then we can start making healthy business decisions uh, based on different methodologies and things like that that we can apply to the platform. So I as a requester can put this request in and I can see where it is in the process so I know who to go bug if it's like stuck somewhere in a funnel. Every step. And that goes back to the core beliefs and philosophies of ServiceNow is I'm going to reduce the waste of all the people following up and I'm going to I'm going to actually 
benefit the end user to not thinking everything is the proverbial black hole that all of our customers say that they have. I submit something, I send an email, I have no idea where it is. Now they can self-serve and they can see the process that we've set up. They can know, oh, it's, it's being sized or they can know it's waiting approval from your, your executive. And then they know exactly where to go if they want to push that along or accelerate it. Um, they don't have to reach out to IT and find out, you know, hey, I'm going to take 10 minutes of your time to talk about it and then you're going to go find the answer for me. We now can push the process where the problem is and protect the people that really have nothing to do with it. And that's been a proverbial problem within IT and these portfolios that have been set up for most companies that we work. So there are some cultural changes required in an organization as they deploy this. Absolutely. How are we helping the customers and coaching them through this process? To There's, there's some organizational transformation that has to occur in addition to rolling out a new software product. Right? Absolutely. So, And that's one of the things that we try to differentiate ourselves in. Um, and one of our key advisory services is organi organizational change management. Um, as we go through this, we're trying to help people understand, you know, how is this going to change my landscape? And we try to, you know, we're all familiar with the, the term WIFM, right? What's in it for me? We help clients help their people understand what's in it for them to self-serve because a lot of people don't want to do a tool. They just want to pick up a phone. Well, that's great. You can pick up a phone, but once you hang up that phone, you have no visibility to what's going on. So if we can transition you to filling out the form and now you have visibility, that's what's in it for you. You now know exactly where you stand in the funnel in the queue. So we try to work with companies to help them understand the, uh, the philosophies of who moved my cheese, right? Everybody's got change management processes. Nobody, does it, nobody wants to change. But if we can help people understand why the change is necessary and important for them and beneficial to them, then it absolutely changes the landscape of how they operate. So you mentioned SDLC, and occasionally you'll toss out a bunch of terms that maybe people are, are unfamiliar with. SDLC is Software Development Lifecycle, right? Mm -hmm. So the software development piece of that, though, can be a pretty extensive process. I mean, it, it could be simple, like I want to add this feature to my application, or it could be I need to add this completely new software release with a whole bunch of things that are dependent on whatever. So let's talk a little bit about the software development uh, the SD, the S, let's talk a little bit about the SDLC pieces of this and how that compares to what people may be using today. I hear concepts like Jira come up. Um, what are some other things that people might be using that's, that ServiceNow could take over the functionality for? Sure, no, absolutely. So I think when we talk about project management and SDLC kind of coincide. Um, most commonly when people talk about SDLC, they are talking about the Jiras of the world. They're talking about version one, they're talking about Rally software is now CA, um, and they're, they're those ALM type tools um, so that they can manage the full life cycle of a software package. Um, also tying in even to your, your puppets and your chefs for configuration management, things of that nature for software deploys. Uh, from a ServiceNow perspective, we can manage that entire life cycle holistically within it. So in a lot of cases, we're subverting and getting rid of the Jiras and the, the version ones of the world. Um, in, in other cases, we've got uh, some clients that do a hybrid world where they do project management in Microsoft and we subvert that, but they keep their Jira because they're comfortable with that. Um, but ServiceNow has all the capability eventually to go ahead and subvert that as well so that they're on one single platform. So you're using the term subvert. To me, that sounds kind of like stealthy, nefarious, you know, <laughs> um, 
you're you're trying to work around a process. Are you trying to say you're replacing those, or what, what do you mean by subvert? Yeah, so I'll be very transparent. My uh, take over the world strategy is the reason that I came to Round Tower and to own the ServiceNow practice is because from an organizational transformation perspective, organizations are, are prohibited from transforming because they have so many different point solutions, so many different individual tools that they have to have breakpoints and integrations for. So when I say subvert, it really is a plan. And I tell customers outright, if you're gonna buy ServiceNow, I need you to look at it from a holistic perspective so that you can subvert all of those point solutions and put all of your processes in one place and that will actually help you transform, even though transformation is not about a platform or a tool, it's about your processes and your people, but an enabling platform like ServiceNow that can help you with processes like project management, SDLC, but then also, I don't have to flip over to another tool to submit my change record, because it's all in the same platform. So when we talk about these things, we're trying to get rid of these environments that have so many swivel chair type situations and so many uh, different uh, windows that they have to open and close to do their job. We can put it all into ServiceNow and give you continuous flow. Why don't we talk about an example of where we've deployed IT business management in the various modules in a customer environment? With our, our customers, we're really trying to, in, in many cases, they want the full life cycle and they, they don't use demand today. Uh, so a lot of what we do is start with the demand process and that ideation process. Um, you know, a lot of our customers want to go straight to demand because they don't have an IDM manager or somebody that has a gut check and they just do it in one step and that's totally fine. Um, but in most cases, we're starting out and truly giving them uh, our own IP that I've created over my past history and doing this for other companies. Um, you know, I've, I've recreated some of that here so that we can give them update sets and they can use some of the stock forms and methodologies that we've found successful over the years. As we do that, we uh, apply the update sets that we have um, with regard to you know, what the form fields are and what some of the, the philosophies are regarding the prioritization methods. And we will help them from, you know, all the way from that concept portion to actually building the queue and giving them recommendations on what their priorities should be to actually get them value to market quickly and helping them not just get into this proverbial situation where uh, what we see with most companies is it's just somebody makes a decision on what the priority is as opposed to making good financial and business decisions on what can be accomplished quickly to get you value. So we not only help them with the, the platform and the tool, but we also help them with the methodologies and the, the philosophies to actually implement. Uh, so um, commonly we're doing from a demand management, setting up project management, uh, and uh, most companies are hybrid today. I mean, they, they just are. Most, uh, my philosophy of Agile is actually that Agile is not a methodology. Agile is actually just a philosophy. It's saying I want this more than this. Uh, it's not a structure. So when we talk about methodologies, we've, we've worked with customers that are uh, hybrid where they have some waterfall processes and then they also have a Scrum or a Kanban capability. Um, but from an, a holistic perspective, we try to help our customers be all agile, even if they are using waterfall. And I know that that seems like a little bit of a conundrum, but it really is, you're just trying to lean out their process. Um, so when we go through that, we actually have coaching sessions that we can apply and make sure that we're working through the implementation, but also 
as we see processes converging and, and kind of conflicting, we'll work with them to reduce that waste in their project management life cycle. The last piece that we do, you know, very commonly outside of, you know, just the typical demand management, the typical project in the SDLC, is actually the um, resource management has been a huge uh, and very popular aspect of the ITBM space. Uh, with resource management, it's getting you truly to plan. And that's what most companies just honestly don't do today. And they want that. Um, there are challenges with that, and that's probably one of the bigger areas that we face the challenge with is most people don't know what their people are doing today. So it's hard to figure out where to start from a resource management. Um, so we try to go very thin, help them build their uh, resource teams. Um, you know, we also talk to them about philosophies of, do you want your resource teams to be by competency or do you want them to be cross-functional? And working through the different benefits and pros and cons of how you structure your teams, not just your tool. Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about the test automation framework? Yeah, so this is actually something that came out in Jakarta a couple of releases ago and has been, um, or actually in Istanbul and was enhanced in Jakarta and um, is continuously being enhanced to help with uh, customers with upgrades. Uh, so this is, this is actually a really important aspect of the platform for people to stay healthy. So as, as we build in from an IT business management perspective, they have the test capability where they can write test scripts and they can do the different things that they need to do to manage projects and deliver projects with quality. But you also have the component of the test automation framework that allows you to go ahead and build automated test scripts on platform that allow you to automate your regression so that when you go to upgrade uh, to London, when it comes out in the July timeframe, now I can just, instead of gathering the troops and saying, hey, everybody, you know, verify that it didn't break anything, we can just run the suite of test scripts and allow that to give an output so that decisions can be made. And we've saved hundreds of hours a year now by automating test scripts instead of having manually people pulled off doing the important things they should be doing and actually allowing them to just vet that their test scripts are accurate one time and moving them on and progressing them as, as things change. So I think for customers, this is an extremely important aspect of the platform that is underutilized today that we really need to start uh, getting the message out for customers to take advantage of because it is going to save them quite a bit of time. But not only that, it's going to reduce the risk of upgrade in the future. So that'll be a great thing for them if they take advantage of. So one of the things we haven't covered so far is financial management. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Financial management is, is something that we don't see a lot of clients diving into early. Why, why is that? Because they already have their own financial management platforms? Um, it, it's mainly because the investment in time and the investment in cost for them um, becomes challenging. So this would replace like SAP's Salesforce, NetSuite, that it would type of stuff? actually integrate with most of those. Okay. So we want to get the data from different sources, various sources, but it would allow you to, as for instance, um, if I'm doing my procurement processes within ServiceNow and my contract management within ServiceNow, um, if I'm doing my, my ITOM space and I've got my cloud management where I understand uh, usage and things of that nature, now I can compile all of that data into an IT financial management and I can start running my financial budgeting and planning and cost valuation to see, am I, am I over costing my customers if I do chargeback showback? Uh, if am I, you know, what, what does my budget look like? What to, can I truly accomplish in my portfolio 
when I've got a six million dollar budget and you know four million of that is capex and two million of that is opex how does that play with the portfolio that's in there and what do I do is that the right mix financially that I should be doing or should that be more of a 50 50 split uh, looking at the financial aspects but taking those data feeds and taking all the data that's being populated both from project management on true burn and then from resource management, from ITOM and from ITSM and all the different capabilities, all the data can converge together to help me make as a CIO true business decisions around the technology spends and my budgeting process. So it gives you a platform and a foundation for that budgeting and planning area where most people today do it in Excel. And it's just not very thorough. It doesn't give you the right data feeds and it doesn't also um, you know, the way people do it today, it doesn't give them a visualization of now how am I planning against those things? Whereas now those data feeds and those uh, data objects that are a part of the platform automatically feed into my benefits realization and I can see how I'm really trending to my original budgets and plans. Is there anything else we didn't cover today around IT business management you want to make sure we, we talk about before we wrap up? No, those are the key things. I think the the one thing that that I try to tell customers every day is, you know, it is it is truly about the life cycle and, you know, most people have ITSM. The next viable thing in my mind is either ITBM because now I can create the life cycle of that idea that funnels to into my change and my release and that gets me whole. I can have traceability from the idea all the way to an incident or a problem that comes into my infrastructure and I can know exactly where it traced forward and backward to. There's no other platform in the world that can do that in my opinion. Um, I've looked and I can't find one. Um, so it really makes it a powerful and viable option. The other, the other you know, next viable option is going into from ITSM into ITOM, which we talked about in another uh, session. But those are, those are kind of the two next life cycle aspects of it that make this platform so extremely powerful. All right, so great overview of the IT business management functions within ServiceNow, Andy. Next time, we're gonna cover customer service management capabilities, and I look forward to our discussion next time. Thank you for having me. Cut the Noise Quick Hits was recorded in the Round Tower Global HQ in Cincinnati, Ohio. Audio mixed and edited by Vince Lombardo, and I'm Curtis Lindemann. We hope you join us next time for Cut the Noise Quick Hits.